Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and it cast them to the earth. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought, and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea! For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. That the sons of God saw, the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Good morning. It is April the 19th, 2022, and this is Tom Richardson, your host for the Removing Confusion podcast. I've got something I'm going to bring to you today, or some things that bear... some serious thought and some serious consideration that uh, opening that we just had is uh, just a, a biblical reminder of how things started who who inhabited the first enemy of humanity and that would be the serpent and there's a lot of different, you can go into the weeds pretty deep about what the serpent was, who the serpent was. Did he walk around on two legs? It's very possible he did. Was he uh, uh, just a lot of stuff? You know, you can, go into, you can get into a lot of way deep into the woods. We are going to stick with the idea of the serpent as we know him today, a snake, a 
a slithering beast on the ground that strangles its prey, strikes it with poison uh, fangs, that whole thing. First of all, let me give you another Bible verse if you haven't had enough. Because everything in that opening was biblical. All Bible verses, all kind of strung together for you. Genesis 3, Genesis 6, and we intermingled a little bit of revelation just to keep us on our toes. So basically, stuff from the first book of the Bible and the back of the Bible. You, you know... To understand Revelation, you need to know and understand Genesis and vice versa. They aren't just the first and last books in our Christian Bible. They they kind of fit together. Now, a lot of things fit together with Revelation when you get deep into it. It's like you have to, you have, to have a pretty good knowledge or head knowledge or whatever of Daniel or spiritual knowledge. Uh, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Matthew, twenty four, and on. Uh, but there's a there's a pinnacle parallel somewhere between what we had before the fall and what we will gather together again after Christ comes and sets up His kingdom. So yes, I know Genesis to understand Revelation a bit. Now some of the wonderful college professors or who they think they are that stand in pulpits would tell you that uh, you don't need to know any of that stuff. Just know how to win souls. Uh, He who wins souls is wise, and that is very true. First and foremost, I want people to be saved. I want people to know the Lord in the truest fashion that they can. But a lot of people who do and have been in the church pews for decades. It's like I told my wife this morning. If I walked into a church today, and not all of them, because some of them are actually very astute on things, but if I walked into a church today and I said, I need you to get your Bible if you have one with you, of course there will be some people to whip out their cell phone, which is fine, you know, and go to the book of Hezekiah. And just sit back. I, I saw. I listened to a guy years ago. I don't even know who it was. And he said he did that. And all you could hear was was uh, pages flipping. Till he finally figured out they're going to keep going until I say, "Don't worry about it." I was just messing with you. There is no Hezekiah. I said at one time. I said, "Go to Second Romans," and you know there was an old lady said, "Well, there is no Second Romans." It took her a while, though she was looking for it. Been in a church for years. How could that be? Now, I'll tell you, There's, there's. can I sit here and spit the names of every book of the Bible? I'd probably miss a few. And that's it. I'm just being honest. I haven't, I haven't keyed myself into the fact where I have to uh, memorize them. In, you know, I don't have to pass a test. Only test I got to pass is to God. But if you tell me to go to something that's not there, I'm going to know it's not there. Yeah, it just will. I know what's in there. I just don't know what 
order it in. And that doesn't make me less than you or better than you. It just means know it. Know your Bible. Listen to me. Exodus 23. If you want to look at it, go to it. I'm going to read it to you anyway, and I won't wait, waste a lot of time waiting. But it is very important. It's a very important piece of Scripture. And I believe today it's more important than ever. Exodus, that's the second book of the Bible. See, I did know that. Exodus chapter 23, verse number 2. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Rest just simply means wrestle. Don't get into the arguments. But the first part is the important part that I want to focus on just for a second here. Because there is a um, semicolon after the word evil. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. When people tell you, oh, go ahead and go do this. It's fine. You can do it. God doesn't care. If you know your Bible and you know they're lying to you, you can flat out look at them and say, you're lying. You know, there's people who, who give you the once saved, always saved thing because it's, it makes them feel like now I can do whatever. A license to steal, a license to be, live a licentious lifestyle. That's a, uh, a lifestyle with no boundaries, uh, uh, you know, to go out and just, hey, all, you know, now it, willingly, not, not the unwilling stuff that we do. We sin when we can't, because we can't help it. Our sinful nature kicks in. But we can start to tamp some of that down. We can step away from it. I have gone f- further into this than I wanted to, but it is important. You know, we live at a time where the church, many, many of them, the, the modern church and some of the ones that have been established for 180, 200, 400 years, whatever, are going to sit there and tell you, do what thou wilt as a whole of the law. We're not under the law, so it's basically run for it, do your thing. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But I haven't been given grace just so I can sin. And if you don't like that, click me off and go listen to uh, Charles Stanley or something. Now, we're gonna we don't have a lot of clips today. It's you're stuck with me, but I got I got one. I, I was you know kind of was running around and I ran into it. Okay, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. There's some interesting things. Now, again, I, I'm, I'm never usually the first guy to come out with anything. Every once in a while, I'll pop off with something, and, and, and it's like, and then I see it on the news. I'm wow, I got ahead of that one. You know, nobody's going to know, and I don't care. I'm only here for those few that want to listen, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the, who does. And if you feel what you hear from us here is worthy, tell your friends. Let them, let them, let them jump in there. And you know, if, if they can stand my voice for 35, 45 minutes, then good. I I appreciate them as well. The very first parents, our very first parents, Adam and Eve, Eve was deceived. 
the snake, serpent, whatever, Nahash in Hebrew, uh, means shiny one, deceived her. He twisted God's words. She said, we're not supposed to eat from that tree. We're not supposed to touch it. Now, she did add to Scripture, but, you know, let's not get lost on that either. But he kept at her. You know, he says, hath God said you can eat from everything here? She's everything but the one tree, tree of knowledge of good and evil. And, uh, uh, well, that's because God knows when you eat it, you're going to know good from evil, and you'll be as God's little G. And she started looking at it. Wow, it does look good. Maybe she reached up and touched a piece of the fruit. And it, wow, it feels good. Just touching it does feel it's nice. And then she took a bite. But she was deceived. It says in the New Testament, Paul writes, Eve, the woman, was beguiled by the serpent beguiled same thing deceived she said to adam who it says if you read genesis 3 it says she gave to her husband there with her so he was right there he wasn't far off he wasn't across the garden somewhere you know hoeing around the apple tree no he wasn't very far away at all and she says hey try it you'll like it it's all over then we know the rest of the story, most of us. If you don't, get your Bible and, and get a Bible. Find a Bible. Get on the Internet. Look it up. Genesis 3, you'll know the whole story of the fall of man. The fall of man. The serpent is given his curse to you know, go running about on his belly and eating dust of the earth for the rest of his days. But the, the thing that we're getting at is some new new revelations out there in the medical at edge of things that the uh, this this virus that we're fighting did it come from snakes or did it come from bats or did it come from you know pangolins or something else? First of all, uh, I started doing some research. I haven't done tons of it, and I did it simply on a lot of different areas to look at. First of all, let's look at what happens when a snake bites you. And we're talking about, you know, the poisonous type. Then we'll talk about some different snakes too. So what happens when a snake bites you? I, I knocked off some of them, of course, because you get, you know, you're going to know you got bit. You got two holes in you at least. Maybe, maybe, maybe you only got you with one fang. Maybe he's a one-fanged snake. You got, to, you got the, the puncture wound. It's going to hurt like the devil, it's going to swell up, and then nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, labored breathing, rapid heart rate, weak pulse, low blood pressure, disturbed or disturbed or distorted vision. You may get a metallic mint or rubbery taste in your mouth. Increased saliva, sweating, a numb face, limbs, and muscle twitches. That's pretty much from the dangerous snakes. You know, here in the United States, we have the copperhead, the rattlesnake, the water moccasin, and the coral. They're the they're the top dogs. Now that you know some, here I'm going to say this. Okay, if you like playing with snakes, you're an idiot. But uh, there are people who raise snakes because they they have no 
basis in things. And, and you know, I, I've known people, that, preachers, say they are anyway. And, and, and oh, when we were kids, we played with black snakes. Well, black snakes pretty much are not something we want to mess with. Here in the United States, the state of Ohio, we have a prevalence of black snakes. That's what they're called. They're snakes that are all black. It's not a racial thing. Now, for years, people will tell you, well, they're not poisonous. But they do, to a certain extent, if they bite you, you can get the same kind of uh, mimic these different things, this bad taste. There's, there's somebody said, uh, it was a doctor who, or a medical review that I read, where you have the smell of, of rotting flesh gets in your nose the taste in your mouth is horrible from the black snake bite now it doesn't always happen but it has a chance to happen so why would you take a chance messing around with something that has i mean you can't train a freaking snake okay you can't say come here snake and it comes to you unless it's hungry and thinks it can strangle you and stick your head down its throat so why have it? What's the use of keeping around a Bowie constrictor? Who wants one? Evidently, there are people. Uh, I think it's like a cool factor. Oh, look at my snake. He's 18 feet long. And then they get loose and take off, and they're, they're killing the dogs in the neighborhood. Little kids are afraid to go outside. Blah, blah, blah. I've run into some big old snakes in my day, and I hate all of them. Uh, I shot a couple of them out in Colorado. I blew his head right off. I mean, I, I missed the first couple times. He was moving. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't taking any chances. I had a couple little pups. You know, I love my dogs. And, I, and they're out. this th freaking snake was right outside the back door of my house. I chased him from there with a fence post, and I had my three fifty seven. He'd running. I'm blowing, you know, holes in the ground. He finally stopped and got behind a bush, thought he was okay, raised that ugly head up, and I blew it right off of his neck. He dropped like a happy days. And somebody says, that's a king snake. You shouldn't have shot that. I was like, I didn't have time to ask him his name. It was about eight feet long. Boom. See ya. Had one in the backyard at this house. Took a shovel to him. It's a gardener snake. Oh, you shouldn't do that. They do this and that. Hey, you know what? So they, they kill bugs or they kill this. They kill what? You know what? So do possums, and they don't bother me as much. Goodness gracious. Snakes, people. Snakes. They are the enemy from the beginning of humanity. If we read literally... All right, you Baptists out there that want to read literal Bible, there you go. You find me anywhere in the Bible where the snake, other than once in, in uh, when, I forget what book it's in, sorry. When, when uh, Moses was told to cre uh, make a brass snake, put it on a stick, and stick it up in the air. And when the people looked at the snake, the snakes that were biting them because they sinned horribly wouldn't have an effect. They wouldn't die. And that was actually a picture of Jesus in a way. The snake 
was taken away the sins of man, whatever. But, you know, that's another, that's way out there. That's the only place I know of that a snake had a positive effect. Every place else, and I played that in that clip, the opening, you know, I added a couple things in there about Genesis 6 that I always try to throw at you. But because they kind of go together. But anyway, the snake isn't your friend. He's not made to be your friend. He's not even made to be attractive enough to be your friend. They're sneaky. They're slithery. They're yicky. And they can kill you. Did I just read the what can happen here? Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, labored breathing, labored breathing, rapid heart rate, weak pulse. It gets to that point, you're pretty much dead. If you get by the King Cobra, I saw a show where a guy was, again, King Cobra, the thing with fans out of the back of his head, and he got struck pulling this thing out of a out of a drawer that he had it in, right in the gut. And as soon as it hit, it started to kill the flesh around the bite wound. And, of course, the, you got this massive amount of uh, or whatever of venom flowing through your system and terrorizing your organs. Why would you do it? Why are you harboring the enemy of humanity as far as I'm concerned? God doesn't tell you anywhere. You know, he, he's, he doesn't even say much good about, about dogs. But, you know, the thing of it is, is snakes have a symbolic nature to me of evil. And it's gotten worse to me, if you ask me. Things are getting worse. Cobra venom. Cobra venom. We were just talking about the cobra. Cobra venom has a neurotoxin effect that causes respiratory failure. Did you catch that? Respiratory failure. Um... It goes after acetylcholine molecules that surround the diaphragm. All right, the diaphragm is that muscle down below your lungs that they always say, "Sing from your diaphragm, boy." You know, and you you know that's from way deep. But that that muscle, that diaphragm, is what inflates that. You know, the lungs are like bellows. You like the thing you used to use years ago when you're old enough to be like me to blow on the fire and get it going. But uh, your it, it inflates and deflates your lungs. If that thing stops, you stop breathing. And it's funny the old cobra venom shoots right for that. Goes after the acetylcholine molecules that surround the diaphragm. When the diaphragm shuts down, the lungs stop working. The only way to get them back online is to stick that ventilator down your throat and have it artificially inflate and deflate your lungs to keep you alive to a certain degree. Okay. What are some of the things that can counteract snake venom? If you got bit by a, uh, a copperhead or whatever here in the United States, you know, maybe you didn't get a, big shot of it or whatever and you don't and you know they don't have the anti-venom you know whatever could happen because i guess there's a shortage of anti-venoms on some of this stuff 
There's some supplements that are good for counteracting snake venom. One of them is a supplement I've talked about before. It's called N-acetylcysteine. Acetyl, is that what it is? Acetylcysteine. NAC for short, N-A-C. NAC. Um, turmeric, turmeric, however you want to say that. Zinc, C, D3. All that. Hey, what? Uh, I think even uh, I've heard... And I'm still looking into this to bring later. I've heard that even uh, ivermectin has some effect against snake bites. Anti-venom. This is all starting to sound odd and strange for us to be talking about. I mean, what do we? What do we really? You know, we, we, we go all over the political spectrum. We talked about COVID forever because it is the thing of the day. Ukrainian wars is happening. You know, Matthew 24 seems to be coming to a live right in front of us. But here's the thing. There's a guy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to link for you in the show today. That, that if you don't know what I'm talking about, Wherever wherever I post the show, some of you may not understand. Down below, uh, when you go to Anchor, perhaps, uh, or wherever you listen, there should be a little block that has some kind of a comment that I make. I'm forced to do that by Anchor. But I can also add websites there that you can go and watch videos, listen to other podcasts. I'm not, I'm not an exclusive eyes guy. You know, you listen to me, I'm going to steer you towards other people as well. But there was a fellow that showed up with, uh, a guy that I admire and I think is, is, is brilliant really who, uh, owns Brighteon TV. His name's Mike Adams. Brighteon. That's, uh, it's, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N dot TV dot com or something like that. You get that, get Brighty on, right? And you'll you'll find a social media uh, site that I am on. Uh, you'll find, you know, the links that will shoot you to the uh, video site, which is an alternative to YouTube where you will get the truth. And, and Mike Adams uh, puts up, I, I think he does sometimes an hour-long a video on Brighty on every day. The guy is extremely busy. Oh, see, I don't know how you have time to do all the research, but it's he he does and he does a good job. He had a fellow on with him by the name of Doctor Brian Ardis, A R D I S. He was a he was also on with another fellow by the name of Stu Peters, and did some exclusive deep dives into this thing that we're going to discuss today that the COVID-19 disease and the shots that they've been sticking into people didn't come from bats, pangolins, or ducks, or anything else. It came from serpents, snakes. And I think probably as the research goes, and these fellows have done some excellent research, you'll find that it narrows down to several different snakes, one of them being the king cobra and the other one the uh, Asian crate, K-R, 
K-R-A-I-T, crate. Both severely top-of-the-line top predators, killers. And somehow or another, they've... All the lies that have been told, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, we know that there's aborted baby fetal tissue in these stupid shots. There's, there's uh, 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 polyethylene glycol. There's little metal things that put themselves together inside the cells and replicate nanoparticles. Nanoparticles is a scary thing when people bring that up, but honestly, that's pretty, pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's in a lot of stuff, but the, you know, this is next level stuff that we're seeing here. Next level. Uh, some of the research that's been gone on in the back channels several years ago, I'm going to read you just a touch. And this is actually from, uh, natural news is the name of the website, and it is also owned by the fellow I was talking about, Mike Adams. Uh, April 15th, 2022, this is written by a guy named Ethan, is it Ethan? Ethan Huff. Uh, Forgive me, sometimes I don't see so good. Um, And you can see this at Natural News. And if you you want, you can go on your, your email. Well, they have a place on here where you can subscribe to it, and they'll send you emails every day. Uh, November 12, 2019, more than a month before the first case of the Wuhan coronavirus, CV-19, appeared in communist China, a company called Labyrinth Global Health, Inc. was awarded a lucrative contract by the United States Department of Defense, DOD, to conduct COVID-19 research. Now, this is three months or so, right, or whatever, November, okay, two months maybe, before it got public knowledge here. Keep in mind, at that time, nobody knew what COVID-19 was because it would not receive that official name or enough for another three months. DOD knew about it, however, and was spending American taxpayer dollars to conduct research on it. So, you know, a couple months before they even named this thing, they were doing research on it. Hey, where 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 exactly did they do the research on it? Another tidbit, I'm just I'm reading, uh, I'm reading from the article. And again, these are these are researched things. This isn't just my opinion. These are people that have researched and I I I have to say at this point, I trust their research and their uh writing. Another tidbit worth pointing out is that this at that is that this COVID-19 research was instructed to take place in Ukraine, which, of course, is at the center of the uh, global hysteria and the campaign by the the Russians uh, and the Ukrainians. Turns out the DOD contract with Labyrinth was part of a much larger contract for a biological threat reduction program in Ukraine, uh, shedding new light on the situation There was, I have, I, I, I have 11 pieces of paper here that I downloaded before I figured they'd take it away of 
all those Ukrainian labs, you know, then the pathogen asset control system, the EIDSS. Uh, these are, you know, these are all fancy names. What does that stand for? Electronic Integrated Disease Surveillance System. These things are all set up. Remember, I read them to you. I just didn't read the whole thing. Of course, it would bore you to death. But I read the names and where they were in Ukraine. There's like 11 or 12 that I had in my hand that day. Later on, I heard Laura Logan say there's upwards of 30. Now, the, the actual number that I've come across since then even is somewhere around 28. 28 bio labs, bio research labs, if you want to be politically correct from what the United States government calls them in Ukraine. Why are they in Ukraine? Well, I mean, it's a buy-off, pay-off thing. You know, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden got, you know, all kinds of money from Ukraine working for a gas company he had no experience with. His daddy got a kickback, at least 10%. We're talking millions, maybe billions, probably billions. I think it was billions. Yeah, I haven't looked at Hunter Biden's laptop any more than I have to. It's out there. It's public knowledge now. Pictures are just, just the ones I've seen make you sick. He's a very twisted young man. I don't know that he's all that young, but he's twisted anyway. He's got some serious issues. But, you know, look where he comes from. His hair-sniffing daddy's kind of got some serious issues too. So why would we believe that the United States government would be involved in something like this i mean they they we have no we have no reason to just say well our government's doing all kinds of weird research and and getting involved in this and that and the other has in world war one we were using mustard gas and it got on our own people there there's there's uh some stuff down the road even where they they told people if you come in we'll give you 50 bucks and they say okay it's just a little research thing and they rubbed mustard gas on them and they get blisters and sick and all you know oh gee thanks for the 50 bucks you know when people are hungry they'll do just about anything or if they just need 50 bucks maybe they wanted to go buy a new video game i don't know i'm talking today's parlance but you know the thing of it is is here we are the government has done many things. There's, and you can look these things up. I've talked about them before. I've gotten into very deep because these are deep subjects. Mind control. It's under the uh, moniker of MK Ultra. You know, and all oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, these are things that are declassified and in the public domain. You can see them for yourself. Operation Monarch, Operation High Jump, uh, chemtrails. People say, oh, no, those aren't, those aren't chemical things coming out of the back of airplanes. Then it's just water particles. Well, if that were the case, they would constantly flow out of the back of airplanes, especially jet, 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 jet engines. So why does a prop jet do it? Well, it's got a little jet in it anyway. But no, there, there's a... Sometimes you see them behind the plane, and then all of a sudden you'll see them, and then they'll stop. You'll see it. They've been spraying junk out of the back of planes for years, decades. It's proven. 
the patents are there. I, I pulled the patents down on my computer, and it's like 37 pages without just having the complete write-up of what they are, just links to the patents to do chemical spraying behind aircraft. Bill Gates and his bunch of devils have decided that, you know, well, we'll spray chalk into the atmosphere to block out the sun. These people, are, they're, they're so into their global warming and this and that and the other. We have to block the sun. You know, when you start to get less and less sun, guess what? You, my friend, are going to get more and more sick. We'll have less and less crops that grow. Then we will have less and less oats and wheat and hay or whatever to feed our farm animals to feed us, which we can't afford anyway because they've got the price of meat so high that, you know, if you can buy hamburger, you better buy it now. Don't even look at steaks unless there's a twofer going on. Better learn to eat a lot of pasta and beans out of the can, right? It's, it's very serious. This is serious stuff. I'm not sitting here spouting off because I want to. I'd rather be doing anything else. You know, I wish I had a, uh, a, the Lord would allowed me to just do a, a guitar symposium podcast, you know, like, but there's enough of those too. And maybe I could get a few guests to come on and we could talk to them. Let's just, just, just discuss a few things here. Okay. Again, agent orange. Remember that if you were old enough, if you, if you aren't look it up, that was in Vietnam. They sprayed it all over our guys, and they came back. You know, it's like I said, some, some of the fellows died in Vietnam. 56,000 died in Vietnam. Untold numbers of them died at home from Vietnam. In 1952 and 53, 52 and 53, United States military sprayed clouds of zinc cadmium sulfide over Minneapolis, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Manitoba, St. Louis, Missouri, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and a few other places, okay? A military report noted that the spraying caused many respiratory problems while still fraudulently claiming that the sprays were harmless. Zinc Cadmium sulfide, 52 and 53. They sprayed this stuff over these different cities. 55, the CIA released a virus believed to cause whooping cough or whooping cough, however you say that, in Palmetto, Florida. Palmetto. I had a cousin that lived there, but he was there in the 70s. Palmetto, Florida, near Tampa, uh, the area experienced a sharp rise in whooping cough cases. Twelve people died. 56 to 58, the United States Army Chemical Corps released millions of mosquitoes infected with yellow fever. By 1960, they were being uh, bred at the rate of 130 million per month at Fort Detrick, Maryland. 
Residents of Carver Village, an exclusively black area, were swarmed by mosquitoes and developed fevers, bronchitis, typhoid, encephalitis, and stillbirths. Many died. Some died, I'm sorry. After each release, Army agents posed posing as public health officials, photographed and tested victims, and then, poof, they were gone. So you think they haven't done it? And these are things, go look them up. I did. I found them. This is public domain stuff now. This is out in the open that they did this, all these things. And there's more. There's more. You know, I got into a, well, I'll tell you something. On Facebook, which I spend very little time, folks, if you're Facebook friends with me, I don't just ignore your birthday. There are days I don't even look at Facebook because I hate it. I keep it because I do have a significant amount of friends, you know, what we call friends on there, and I post these podcasts on there. I used to post my blogs when I wrote them. Uh, And every once in a while, I'll throw stuff up just to mess with the algorithm of the uh, Facebook fact checker. (laughs) But I put up a thing the other day and, you know, now look, there's a lot of hoopla going on about how the Russians are bombing these cities into dust. And there are, and you know, it's horrible thing. I hate, I hate to see what's happening because a lot of people are dying. Listen to me. This is what war is. It's not something like the one-and-a-half-hour movie you watch on TV where you might see a 100 people get blown up and they're all wearing uniforms. In war, many people die, and it's ugly, and I hate it. I really do. I know God hates it. God has used war in the past and when in, in Israel. I mean, we, we know that, and he's done it to prove whom he is. So, anyway, I put a thing on, you know, since this is the big thing, you know, about Russians bombing into dust these towns and many people are dying. And and there's a lot of stuff that is being reported uh, uh, that is swung away and make the Russians look like they're they're devious, just devil is there. They're coming in to kill everybody, you know, and, uh, I'm going to let the, I'm going to let the dust settle before I take sides completely. Because I believe there's no good guys in this fight. So anyway, I posted it on Facebook. I'm not going to read it directly because I don't have it pulled up and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but basically, all I said was, you know, we're we're really tied up about, you know, a thousand folks getting killed here and there in, in Ukraine. And again, I'm not condoning this. I don't like war. I said, but you know... And the Russians are horrible because they're throwing bombs and killing civilians. 1945, we dropped two, two atomic weapons on Japan, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, unfortunately. But I want to say that w- there was, what, 750,000 or was 150, maybe it was 150,000, okay? Died. It's like that. And how many more after that died from uh, exposure and birth defects down the road? So how do we 
how do we go about, you know, with all this high moral standing, you know, saying, oh, look at what they're doing. That's horrible. And I put that up there, and a guy came back at me. He's a friend of mine I used to know, someone I actually did know. And he he just had a fit on me. He's like, well, they were never going to surrender in Japan. Uh, uh, my my reply, one reply, I wouldn't reply after this, was something basically like civilians. We blew away, you know, a million or whatever it was, you know, the number. It was over 100,000, okay? Many, many, many civilians. We didn't bomb their warships. We didn't bomb their army bases. We didn't bomb the, we didn't pull everybody off of one of those islands and hit it. We blew up civilian populated cities, but it ended world war two. And I'm sure, yeah, maybe the Japs wouldn't have gave up there. They will fight to the end. And maybe that was the only way to do it. But don't sit there and point your finger at somebody else that's doing the same thing. Maybe that's where they learned it. I don't know. What did the Nazi general say to the uh, judge in the Nuremberg trials when they said, you know, how could you even think that what you were doing was right by, by taking all these Jews and gypsies, don't forget the gypsies, and everybody else that they exterminated, or, and, but really putting them into these death camps and working them to death. If, that some of them were worked to death. How could you even decide that that was a good idea to segregate down uh, racial and belief lines? You know what he said? We learned it from you. Because we did it in World War II. We took every German citizen that we could find and put them in an internment camp. We took the Japanese that we could find, most of them from California in that area, and put them in an internment. These are people that were born here. But they had Japanese descent. And we locked them up in internment camps. What did we do to the Native Americans? We put them on reservations, places that were pretty not so pleasant. Not the best bit of our real estate here in the United States. Put them there, gave them tax-free status and all the booze and cigarettes you can drink and eat or smoke. So the Nazis said, well, we learned it from you. See, they turned it around and threw it back at us. Now, I'm not, I am not a Nazi, and I'm not condoning Nazism. But the thing of it is, is, you know, we're the high moral standard that everybody looks at. And then they see us doing some of the stuff that we accuse them of. Oh, my goodness. I am a troublemaker today. There have been a lot of things done throughout the 40s and 50s. Government scientists, university researchers, and the big big ones, you know, injected more than 40,000 patients with high doses of radioactive plutonium. They wanted to see if it, what it would do. <laughs> How do you think that's going to turn out?
I met, I mentioned something at the beginning of Mike Adams, uh, website's article about labyrinth global health Inc. They have international headquarters. They have three international headquarters. Now, if you listen to our last podcast, we spoke about wars and rumors of wars. We spoke about places that currently there are wars going on. Uh, these should ring a bell if you listen close enough or if you listen at all. Uh, and if you didn't go back and listen, it wasn't bad. Uh, they have three, this labyrinth global health place. And I put health in scare quotes. The depart. I'm sorry, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Cameroon, and the Ukraine. I said the, I'm sorry, Ukraine. Three of the international places that Labyrinth Global Health, which can be then tracked back to Peter Daszak and Dr. Fauci and Wuhan. All of it goes together somehow or another. These people have been looking at, playing with, tinkering, and doing what they call it, gain-of-function research on viruses and deadly diseases and now we find out that it's very, 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 very possible that the Wuhan flu that's been killing people, which is not really killing that many, right? They got a big number out there, a million worldwide or something. That's a lot. I mean, that's a million people that could have probably still been living productive lives here from the Wuhan pneumonia. I've actually heard some one guy when he wrote it or said it that cobra pneumonia. My goodness. What are they putting in those veins, people? Are you even considering when you get the shot that you might be taking a shot from something that's so deadly? Because it's in there too. These spike proteins that are produced in the COVID-19 vaccinations, which are not vaccinations, but we just use that term, are very well or very possibly developed along the same lines as the virus was from the serpents. So now you have spike proteins of a serpent floating around in your system. I want you to look at the word chimera, C-H-I-M-E-R-A, C-H-I-M-E-R-A. Chimeric entities are things or that are part one thing and part something else. In Genesis 6, the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they took them. Some people say they actually raped them, or they found a way to procreate through them. And they developed giants. They developed hybrid humans. Part, part angel, fallen angel, and part human. 
God saw this, and there was violence on the world, on the earth like never before. It's not just men. There was a lot of stuff going on then. And he wiped out the entire planet. They infected everything on earth, plants, animals, and men, to the point where they had to be completely destroyed except for the ones that got on the ark. Oh, that's a lot to say in about two minutes. But it's there, friends, and it's biblically easy to back up in the King James, if you want to, or whatever. Whenever the words sons of men, or I'm sorry, yes, sons of God, the sons of God came into daughters of men. When you see sons of God in the Old Testament, it, it, it's only used in a couple of places, Genesis 6 and Job chapters 1 and 2. The sons of God came before the throne of God and Satan with them. Now, some people say, this, oh, no, the sons of God, that's the uh, lineage of Seth. Adam's uh, third son. Really? When was the last time you read where men went before the throne of God? Now, it says in the, in the New Testament that we boldly can come before the throne of grace. That we, You don't literally go there. These entities were there at the throne of God. I know. Went way off again. Sorry about that. But that's just a, a quick little synopsis of the things that are happening they need to eradicate human DNA. They need to switch human DNA somehow. They need to get us to where we aren't salvageable. Because these ones that were a part back in Genesis 6, that were part this and part that, they, weren't, they had no salvation. Now, I'm not saying that you took the shot, you don't have salvation. Don't, don't get that in your head. But I'm going to tell you something. You may have done yourself irredeemable, and, uh, uh, that's the wrong word, unbelievable damage. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I don't place anybody in any, in any eternal place. They, you go to where you've lived your life towards heaven or hell, but I'm telling you now, there's something to this. As I look into it more and more, there's a lot of different medications that have been used, that, that are being used, I'm sorry, that are being used and some that are in, in uh, research right now that are directly developed from snake venom. A lot of them, I think, were like heart stuff and lung stuff. There's an idea floated about that remdesivir, remdesivir, which is the drug that they give you when you go to the hospital with a severe case of COVID. Remdesivir, this, this Dr. Ardis, A-R-D-I-S, Ardis, believes that remdesivir is nothing more than cobra snake venom mixed with some other junk. Because what cobra snake venom I read to you a bit ago, it, it terrorizes the cells in your body. 
it literally goes after your lungs, your diaphragm, and decimates it. What are they doing with these bio labs? Why are they so into them? Oh, they're just doing research so we don't get sick. Please. Those of you that listen to me, I always encourage you to look and see if what I say is right. Now, some of it sounds a little way out there today. I encourage you as well to listen to other people, and I'm, I'm steering you towards a very intelligent fellow by the name of Mike Adams. Mike Adams and this Dr. Ardis guy, there's three, uh, he does three separate interviews with him. Stu Peters as well did it, but you got to pay to listen to that one. Mike gives it to you for free. I also kind of steer you towards the Hagman report. A lot of people don't like them. Oh, they're false prophets, they're this, that, the other thing. But I'm going to tell you something. All the things that they talked about years and years and years ago, Tom Horn is another one from Raiders News Network. Uh, some of the stuff they talked about, and I played you clips a, year, uh, a couple of years ago maybe of Tom and Steve Quayle talking about how the pandemic would come along and the mark of the beast could be created from it. Now you ask your preacher, I, I, saw, I actually saw a guy ask a preacher that one day. Uh, oh no, no way. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, we're still here. <laughs> yeah. You no kidding because rapture hasn't happened yet. Most people would have thought the rapture would have happened before all this happened. A lot of people who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture are starting to change their minds. I'm not here to sway you one way or the other. I always tell people, you do your research. I know where I stand. I know what I believe. I'm going to leave you with a couple of thoughts because I need to do that. I don't. I, I hope that I haven't bored you. Um, we'll have a little bit more of this as we go because it, I, I really believe this is a very stunning, stunning development. And it all links back to all these biological weapons laboratories that we've heard about for a long time, but have, oh, you don't have any proof. <laughs> We're getting it. It's, it's popping up. You can't keep it quiet. You know, you know, three men can keep a, uh, can keep a secret of two of them are dead. That's what they say. Not condoning killing again. It's just a saying folks. Here's the thing. Do, do some looking into this stuff on your own. I really want you to because they're going to come along very soon with another lockdown. It's already happened in Shanghai, China, where like 30 million people or something like that live. They're locking. They've, they're locked down. There's videos of people jumping out of windows. They're, they're just in such despair to kill themselves. Suicides are big. I don't want to see that here. But I guarantee you with the 
scumbags that we have in charge right now that's coming. They follow the, the Chinese model. But do some research. Look into that. Look into this snake venom stuff because it's, <laughs> it's honestly mind-blowing. Uh, but until the next time, it's Tom Richardson. It's April the 19th, 2022. See you later.